The rights of same-sex couples were once again before the U.S. Supreme Court today. John Yang begins with the backstory of the case that wrestles with the blurred lines separating free speech, religious beliefs, and discrimination. Website designer Lori Smith's primary tools are a keyboard and a mouse. In her view, the tools of an artist. When I'm designing and creating, many times, very much like a traditional painter would use a paintbrush and colors and a white canvas, I approach my work the same way. I am custom creating and writing and telling a story through imagery, color palettes, different elements. Each and everything that I create expresses some sort of message, some sort of expression, and everything that I create is unique and one of a kind. That's my specialty. As a devout Christian, Smith says that message has to reflect what she sees as her faith's view of God's design. It's important to me that the messages that I create are consistent with my faith. And for that reason, there are some messages I can't design custom artwork for, no matter who requests them. Are there projects you've turned down for that reason because they didn't fit with your beliefs or they, they conflicted with, uh, with your beliefs? Yes, there are. I have declined messages that are political. It's important for me as an artist that I'm not only passionate about what I create, but I believe in it. Smith wants to offer custom websites for weddings, but Colorado's anti-discrimination law would require her to offer them to same-sex couples. And that, she says, would force her to create a message that conflicts with her beliefs. Nobody should be put in that position. We should all be free to live and work consistent with our faith. Sound familiar? In 2018, the Supreme Court sided with Colorado baker Jack Phillips. He refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. That 7-2 ruling was on the narrow grounds that state officials were hostile to his religious beliefs. But Smith is making a different argument, saying that the Colorado law violates her right to free speech. She says that the government cannot dictate the message that a work of art conveys. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser says art or not, a business is a business. Anyone, a website creator, a book writer, a baker, can make whatever service product they want to. They then have to sell it to anyone who comes and asks for access to the product or service if they're open to the public. You could imagine a situation where Jews or Muslims or Women are told, I'm sorry, I have a certain expressive interest in providing this product or service. It has to exclude you. You've gutted this basic anti-discrimination concept. The justices spent about two hours today working through those issues. Marsha Coyle was there. She's the chief Washington correspondent for the National Law Journal. Marsha, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, John. One reason it seemed to me that why this took so long, these arguments took so long, is that there are two essential freedoms in the, in the Constitution that are, that are uh, colliding here, protected speech on the one hand and equality on the other. Absolutely, John. And uh, what also complicates this is that both sides disagree on what actually is being regulated here. Is it speech, as the uh, website designer claims, or is it a business, as the Colorado uh, government claims? And so uh, the court spent a lot of time, you know, struggling with these two principles of anti-discrimination and free speech. And there was, there was also a question 
a lot of questions about whose speech was it? Who was really speaking here? The website designer or the couple getting married? Exactly. That was something Justice Sotomayor pointed out because she looked at the website designer's mock-up of the wedding uh, websites that she wants to create. And she went page by page by page and kept saying, it's this is all about the couple. It's not about your speech. It's about the couple's story. It's not your story. So, uh, yes, that was very much part of it. Who, whose speech is this? And uh, the lawyer for Ms. Smith, you know, responded, well, look, uh, book authors tell other people's stories, but it's still their speech. They also probed uh, the question that we heard the Colorado Attorney General talk about uh, earlier, that where's the line? If, if you carve out an exception uh, to the anti-discrimination law for this, what else? And here's uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor asking that question. But how about people who don't believe in interracial marriage? Or about people who don't believe that disabled people should get married? What's, where's the line? Does this get down to how they write this decision? Oh, absolutely, because they're going to have to say, if, if they do rule for Ms. Smith, the website designer, they're going to have to say why what she does is different uh, it, from, say, um, interracial marriages, for example. Why is it different from race? And I think both the liberals and the conservatives on the court are very much concerned about this line and where to draw it. And I got the feeling after the argument they really don't have much idea where they're going to draw it, at least not now. As we said in the tape, this is not the first time this issue has come before the court. Uh, and uh, at one point, there was a rather tense exchange between one of the justices and the uh, uh, Solicitor General from Colorado hearkening back to that other case and about the way the, uh, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission treated him. It was uh, Justice Gorsuch. Let's take a listen. Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with... It was a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. Olson. What does this tell us about how this court approaches questions of religion? The six-justice majority on this court is very strongly pro-free exercise of religion. And when religion is part of a case, you know, sort of their alarm bells go up because they want to be protective of the practice of religion. And I think Justice Gorsuch's comments were showing that he thinks that religion is being disfavored again and again. And uh, he did not like uh, what he called the re-education program that the baker had to go through, although the government claims it was not a re-education program. Uh, it was important for the baker to know what the law actually says. So I think it just reflects their concern that religion not be a second-class amendment. Marsha Coyle of the National Law Journal, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you.